0: Maybe big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most
1: entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market and we'll have a little fun along the way in today's episode amy smiley vp of marketing at pr84 lumber chats with us about how an omnichannel approach serves many markets proving that traditional marketing is still strong give it a listen ladies and
2: gentlemen welcome to another episode of starista's the marketing stir that must mean it's me your host vincent petrofessa the vice president of B2B products and partnerships here at Starista. It is so good to be talking to you. This episode is coming out on a special day. My birthday, the big four five. Yeah, I just gave you my age. Who cares? I don't care. You know, I'm doing okay. Some of my friends. Eh, they're not doing great. Just based on the way they look. I'm kidding. I love them. I love my friends. If you are listening, who are also 45, class of 96, Porchester High School. Woo, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a good day It's uh, to be talking to you. Also, let's talk about Starista just for a few minutes. That's it. We don't talk about ourselves that much. We are a marketing technology company. We own our own business-to-business data and business-to-consumer data. And then we have the technology that helps companies reach that data for customer acquisition to get new customers through our email sending platform, through our DSP, connected TV display. Email me at vincent@starista.com. Boy, are you using that email address? Is it always for the reason I ask? No, it's not, but it's okay. Email me, wish me a happy birthday. Why not? I only get one day, that's all. And then it's back to reality. Also, another special person. I say it all the time, my favorite CEO, I think it's, AJ and the person who is the CEO of Patagonia, because I think they donate all their proceeds. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going
0: on, AJ? Hey, Vincent. Thanks for that warm introduction. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. I've been uh, you know you know. Traveled all over India and then California. Uh, got to meet the uh, India team. Mm-hmm. Spent some time with our employees there. Our first time after COVID, we had a little retreat. But it's been uh, it's been pretty good. I'm just adjusting to the uh, time difference now since it was a 12-hour time difference.
2: Yeah, I had not so much of a time difference, but six-hour time difference when I was in Denmark, and it took a few days especially for my kids it took them a, a little bit yeah. of time but uh yeah the, the big four or five AJ you know you have uh, some years to go before you get to there so that's, uh yeah
0: that's, that's right so, it looks like uh we might have a combined four oh and four five party at some point
2: oh yeah we should we should Your are the big four zero is next year we got to do we got to blow that out ladies and gentlemen have a good have a good uh, time there but yeah do i feel 45 people ask me i sure do yeah i'm currently in physical therapy because of my sciatica nerve every early tuesday morning so that's where i'm at people i don't know if you're also at that but uh, just we share here on the marketing stir so i'm currently shout out to fusion physical therapy they take care of me uh, every other tuesday early in the morning and then i start my day after uh getting my sciatica worked on so yeah 45 it's not great i gotta tell you but anyway what is great? <laughs> what is great, ladies and gentlemen, is this next guest. I am so excited to be, A, the, the person. You're going to love her. I felt like I've known her for a long time, and we haven't even met in person. We're gonna, we'll change that. But the company, like it, it's a company unlike any other company that we've had on thus far. We try people to get you, you know, some new and exciting guests who you want to hear from and we're excited to have her. Ladies and gentlemen, she's the Vice President of Marketing and PR at 84 Lumber. Check them out 84 Lumber. Amy Smiley. What's going on, Amy?
1: Hey, how are you? Happy early birthday.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah, you know, I was waiting. I don't know if anything. I was uh, talking to my wife. I'm like, what are you gonna do for this one? She's like, Oh, it is a special one. I'm like, ah, sort of. There's 40, there's 50 right in the middle. But why not? Why not? But I'm happy to have having you on the August 15th episode. Love it. It's uh, what have you been up to, Amy? I haven't talked to you in a, uh, in a while.
1: Oh, so busy. 84. We're rocking and rolling. We're opening new stores, new component plants. So we're 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 in the heart of it right now. So. I
2: love it. I love it. Well, so let's get into a few questions, Amy. I, I the people would love to hear as well as uh, ourselves. 84 Lumber. Talk about what 84 Lumber is, and then talk about your role within the organization.
1: Sure. So 84 Lumber was founded in 1956. We are a second-generation family-owned company. We're currently owned by a female, so a woman-owned business, which proud to say and and share with everyone, Uh, which is also very unique in this industry, the building materials industry. Um, It's a very you know, male-dominated fields, obviously construction. Um, so, you know, we're we're proud to represent that. So, we are the nation's largest privately held building material supplier. So, we provide materials uh, to build to build the United States. So, you know, homes, you know, new constructions primarily where we do a lot of our business, Um, you know, apartment complexes, you know, real estate development, all of that, you know, we all need building materials. So um, we have been in this industry for nearly seven decades. So great history. We um, last year ended our revenue at 8.75 billion. So we are a very large company we have 310 facilities nationwide in over 35 states and we're continuing to continuing to grow that number every year so we're 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 excited we're growing and things are good at 84
2: I, I love that line. We help build America. That's, that's awesome. And yeah, we, uh, you know, we have a lot of questions about, I love that it's female owned, especially hey, in general, but also in, in, in this particular industry. We'll get to that uh, later on in the podcast. But Amy, because we ask this of all of our guests, and it's usually, not, it's never the same answer. How did you get started in marketing? Is it a direct path, or you had you studied something else and here you are? We'd love to know.
1: No, it was a very direct path for me. I have never strayed. You know how everyone says, like, well, I started my undergrad and I was this major. And no, I have a bachelor's in public relations with a minor in marketing. I did two internships as an undergrad um, in marketing, both with public television. So I interned with the Association of Public Television Stations in DC, and then I did an internship with WQED Multimedia here in Pittsburgh. When I graduated, I moved to South Florida. I worked um, in Fort Lauderdale for an architecture company doing corporate marketing, and then downturn happened. You know, uh, around 2010, I'd been there. Couple of years, uh, decided to move back home. You know, Pittsburgh area is my home. And then I went back to school for my master's um, in integrated marketing communication uh, at West Virginia University. And then, you know, worked for the federal government. I worked for General Nutrition Centers, GNC. You guys all know that brand. It's also a Pittsburgh based company that's been around for over 80 years and wow. headquartered in Pittsburgh. So a lot of people don't know that either. So Um, work there and then made the transition over to 84 Lumber. It's almost been eight years. So it's been a great, it's been a great journey and a great path for me.
0: Amy, tell us a little bit about how competitive the lumber industry is and what, how does your marketing separate uh, uh, Lumber 84 from other companies in the industry?
1: Sure. So um, we're a little bit unique as in we are a dealer, a distributor. Um, A lot of people think, oh, your your competitor is a Home Depot and it's a Lowe's. Well, yes, some of it is we do. They do sell to um, to the professionals um, and we do our all of our stores are open to the public and you can come in and you can get your building materials. We don't have the same type of SKUs that a Home Depot or a Lowe's do. We have our showrooms, but our showrooms are really meant for um, kind of that contractor, that builder, that remodeler that's coming in and getting stuff that they need for the job site. So you won't see aisles and aisles of, you know, products that a Home Depot or a Lowe's has. So our our main competitors are other dealers in the space. So selling directly to um, those national home builders, the, the large regional builders, like in each of your markets you have your particular um, companies they're building developments right and those vary by region and by market and then our custom home builders so those people who are building those beautiful you know maybe they're only building five to ten custom homes a year but we're supplying those materials for that um, so that's a little bit uh, just understanding kind of who our customers are um, and you know I think what really sets us apart from the competition um, is our focus on digital marketing, social media. Uh, we are kind of like the first ones on the scene in this market. And it's still really kind of people are just still kind of getting on board in the building industry on what's digital marketing, what's social media, and how how does it help my business? You know, it was a real struggle in six 2016 when I came over and I'm like, okay, we're gonna do all this stuff on Facebook, and everyone's like, why would we do that? Our customers are not on Facebook. You know, fast forward to where we are today. Everyone's on there. Um, And so I think that's really what's kind of set us apart. Um, Also our PR initiatives, you know, really continuing to tell this 84 Lumber story. It's such an amazing story. It's a Uh, you know, entrepreneurial, you know, our our founder, you know, started this in 56. And to see where it it was a cash and carry lumberyard, to see where it is now as an over $8 billion company, um, and nearly 7,000 employees that we have. I mean, it's really quite the American success story.
0: Within the digital and online spectrum, are there specific uh, channels that are or websites that are working particularly well and then outside of that are there any other strategies that you're using uh, to market as well?
1: So we try to just be on the cusp of everything that's new Um, you know not from an advertising perspective but like threads right so Last week, it was all about threads, and we created an account, and what's our voice going to be on there, and so that's been fun, Um, but we use, you know, Meta a lot for our targeted digital ads, our lead campaigns. We even use it uh, specifically for our recruitment marketing campaigns, Um, so, you know, we're dabbling in everything, and the data's been really... Really fun to dive into and seeing that traffic to our website and seeing how all of our SEO is is performing and um, really that's our bread and butter. We've done some YouTube advertising, which has been great. Um, Pinterest advertising also, so um, we're we're always up for for new ways to to market our brand.
2: And Amy, I wanted to focus on that because, like I said, you know, like you said before too. I think you know, eighty four lumber is standing out in a variety of different ways right like you said female owned in a business where you think lumber right you think construction you think just like you know uh you know big men right carrying Mm -hmm. stuff and all that not only that but the fact that you are so digital heavy in an industry where you wouldn't think would be so digital heavy talk to us about those differentiators again right female owned really heavy in digital changing the game in that way. I'd love to hear your uh, thoughts about that
1: yeah, I mean digital again is is super important, but it is important for me to talk about that we do take an omni channel approach and we have to take an omni channel approach because you know I think traditional is not dead and it does serve certain markets that we're in. We're in a wide variety we're you know we're in um You know, Dallas, Texas, but we're also in like rural West Virginia. We're in Kentucky. We're in, you know, upstate New York, um, Western New York. So every market is different and we have to look at it based on what our goals and objectives are, right? Some stores really want that foot traffic because they don't have a lot of housing starts. So maybe they don't have as, you know, truckloads going out to job sites, right? But they still want to move products. So we have to think about targeting those um, remodelers or you know the contractors that are you know doing one-off jobs and how do we make them know that they can come into our stores? Um, what's really been fun and a different approach that we've taken is partnering with influencers on social media, and so I think last year we partnered with over 30 different influencers, and really making sure that one. We're showing diversity, right? Not all of our influencers are the same. I think that's really key. Um, A variety of different projects that they're working on and showing, you know, the process of going into the store, ordering the materials, seeing it delivered to a job site. Um, And a lot of people are like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know I have an 84 lumber in my area, but they follow this person on social media. So it's been really interesting to see that evolve. And if you look at how we started originally working with influencers to where we are now and their reels content and how it then goes over to TikTok and just different platforms. Um, and how can we repurpose things even like I talked about using Pinterest. So a lot of that influencer contact, con, um, content has been really good for our Pinterest advertising also.
2: Oh, that's, that's amazing. I myself, I have been, Looking at Pinterest even more because I we just bought a place, yeah. uh, my, my wife and I. So we're like, are oh, we going to decorate this thing? And my wife's like, you know, <laughs> see what moves you. On I'm like, what? What moves me? And so I'm just looking at all these different things on on, on Pinterest to be like, okay, this is my style, I suppose. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Let's talk about something that only two other guests on our podcast got to be a part of. And that is a Super Bowl commercial. In 2017, 84 Lumber did a Super Bowl commercial. What was that experience like? And talk to us about like afterwards, right? You know, how does one get, you know, a 90-second commercial or what is it, 30 or 60-second to then come to the website and learn more about 84 Lumber?
1: Yeah. What a wild ride. Let me just tell you. So, yes, we did a 90-second. Super Bowl commercial in 2017, which not very many brands do a 90 second commercial. So that already set us apart. Also, producing and creating a 90 second commercial, that's a lot of work, right? I mean, and what the goal was. So um, we wanted to make a splash. We wanted to do something unique. Um, you know, we wanted it to not just be about lumber, we wanted it to be about a message and that message was um, come and work here yeah. you know the will to succeed you know is always welcome here and so um, there's so many doors of opportunity so there was a door like if you get a chance go on it's still on our YouTube page you can watch it there's the 90 second and then it's basically like a short film we actually ended up making like a five minute um, video so um, you can watch it it's it's you know called the journey. So um I won't give too much away because I think it people will really, you know, enjoy watching it. And you know, it was controversial. It still pops up every year in ad week and all these things about top most controversial, you know, Super Bowl spots. So it was something unique, something different, unexpected from a brand like 84 Lumber. Um, and it was a huge learning experience for me. Obviously, I've never done a Super Bowl commercial. We worked with a great agency partner, so they really helped guide us. But you know, it was quite the undertaking. Um, and you know, like you said, once it launched, you know, all these people were going to the website to finish the journey. Um, there was there's a lot of, again, going back to the controversy, like it shows the wall right? We all know what the wall is. And so um, the network didn't want us to show that. So then we had to drive people to see the full the full spot. Um, so you can Google it. It's out there. We did a lot of PR, a lot of press afterwards. Um, definitely we're fielding a lot of uh, phone calls, emails, uh, messages on social media about it. Um, but it did what we wanted to do. I mean, people were talking about us. We got that more national exposure, like who is eighty four and people were googling us. And you know we wanted the next generation to know who our company is, what we stand for, and hey, come and work for us. so um it's it's been great
0: speaking of uh, nationwide marketing, and I know you have three hundred plus locations of stores as well. So, How do you balance promoting individual stores versus creating a nationwide marketing message?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And it all comes down to my team and how we kind of have our roles and responsibilities divided up. We have people on my team that are dedicated to working one-on-one with those stores and making sure that those needs are met because every need is different in each market. but, you know, a lot of it goes back to um, that national prejudice and like, what are we doing from a brand perspective and some of our PR initiatives. We just had an article in the Wall Street Journal uh, featured on Maggie and talking about our business and kind of her journey and her path. So. We want to make sure we're hitting the national publications, that national reach on a digital level, but then also how are we helping each region and each market and then all the way down to that individual store where maybe they're sponsoring something local in the community or we're doing a donation or something philanthropic in that that area. So we want to make sure we're hitting all of those touch points each and every day.
0: Awesome. And then, you know, you're probably the first person we've had on this podcast, and we've had over 150 guests in from a lumber and building industry standpoint. So I'd love to know, how do you kind of go about making people excited uh, with your content about this industry?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, content is is king here. And I think a lot of it goes back to talking about our people because one, we're a family owned company. Yes, but we're all like a family here. Um, I have these amazing connections with associates all over the country and sharing those stories. I mean, if you go on our YouTube page, we have profiles of associates in a wide variety of roles and responsibilities and jobs. We just featured a female co-manager of a store up in Millersport, New York, and she's a single mom of two, and, like, she comes in every day and gets the job done at 84, and just showcasing that, it just brings more authenticity to who we are. We're not just this big giant company. It really does feel like a small family owned company, just the way that we do business and the associates that work here and the relationships that we have with our customers. I think, you know, not always talking about revenue and all of these other things, like let's get down to the heart of it and who our people are. And that's really how we approach it.
2: And I I, I wanna stay on, on that topic because you mentioned before you were originally from pittsburgh you know you, you went to school west virginia the mountaineers right and then yeah. you are back and i knowing you and talking to you before and talking to a lot of people from pittsburgh there's that pittsburgh pride it really is like it, i just met someone a couple of days ago and they were really like just talking about all the industry so 84 Lumber is headquartered in 84 Pennsylvania, right? So like, so being from Pittsburgh, what is it like to work at a company in your hometown area?
1: Oh, it's so fulfilling. Um, I remember being a kid and just, you know, driving down the road and seeing that 84 ball. Um, If you've ever, you know, seen our stores, we always have this giant 84 ball. We call it a lollipop, but um, you see it, you know, driving down and they're everywhere. And, to just have those memories of a kid and just, you know, being from an area to, you know, the Hardy family has always really given back to Pittsburgh um, because that's where we're headquartered and just hearing the stories of how they've helped other people and other families. And now to be full circle, being here and also being a part of that process too, being able to see how um, a company like 84 can really change people's lives. I mean, I'm I'm just so proud and um, I'm just so honored to be able to be doing what I'm doing each and every day, because I truly do love it.
2: I, I, I love hearing that. And I know our listeners do as well, staying on a topic before that I was talking about, cause I, I, I just, I love this women owned a lot of women throughout the corporate leadership structure. So how does 84 lumber continue to support women in business and how's that support impacted your own experience?
1: Yeah, so um, we actually have a, a division of our company. Um, it's called WBE, so Women Business Enterprise. So they're tasked with working with other women-owned businesses, um, kind of working with other minority groups as well, and um, they're they're fantastic. Also, you know, going back to the social, we've been really focusing a lot. There is a Women in Construction Week in March. We do we did a whole campaign around that. Um, Women's History Month also, great content, shedding a light on that, that division that I just talked about and who were some of our key customers that we've developed relationships with. Um, I think that's just been so great. I mean, also, you know, we have p- partnerships with, Um, organizations like the Pittsburgh Penguins. And rather than it being a traditional sponsorship with, hey, here's your tickets, you get this, you get that, your logo, we've developed these PR community relations programs. We created what's called the Empower Her Grant. Um, We just had our third winner um, this past March. Again, aligned with Women's History Month. They do a Her Hockey game. and we give a $25,000 grant to a local woman owned business um, and we surprise them with it in game, but we follow up with them and we see how this money has been invested back in their business. The first one was Curly Tail Coffee and it was a little um, you know, coffee shop that was being run out of an Airstream. And you know she's now expanded her business. She you know has a, a storefront, a, another another coffee truck, and just it's been life changing for people. Um, and to know that we can use our voice and our brand to make a difference with other women-owned businesses is has been great.
0: I Amy, mean, was the business at all affected with the supply chain issues during the uh, pandemic?
1: Absolutely. I don't think there was any business in this, in this industry that wasn't affected by it. Um, But, you know, I think what really stood how we stood out from our competitors was our relationships with our key vendor partners, right? You know, we've had some of our relationships for over 50 plus years. So um, we have a very good relationship with them. We're very transparent and it did, you know, Uh, change kind of how we marketed right because we didn't want to push certain products or things that maybe had you know a three-month lead time so we had to be a little bit cautious of that but I mean 2020 was a really good year I mean the last three years have been just phenomenal for us and I think we don't tell our customers no we do whatever we can to make it happen for them We have these dedicated store managers and sales associates that are taking calls all hours of the day and night, making sure that those products get to those job sites, or we find an alternative for them. We don't just say, hey, sorry, we can't do it. We give them a solution. And I think that's really what sets us apart and why we've continued to be so successful.
0: I mean, one of our staple questions here that we ask uh, every guest, and this is a fun one, so I'm sure with your job title, you get a lot of messages on LinkedIn that are unsolicited. So we'd love yes. to know what's one that gets your attention. And more importantly, what's one that really annoys you because you seem too nice?
1: <laughs> oh, my team will tell you that I definitely get annoyed with messages. <laughs> I, I get inundated with so many sales uh, messages on LinkedIn, my email voicemails. Um, I think what really annoys me the most on from a phone call is that people will just say, Hey, it's so-and-so give me a call back. And I'm like, do I know you? You also didn't tell me what company you're from, what you needed. Like, those are the key things, right? If you want me to call you back, I'm not calling you back. And then you're just going to hit me with sales, right? Because we're all busy, you know? I I told someone I'm like if I actually answered all of the sales emails messages and phone calls I would never get my job done because that's a full time that's a full time gig. I think the thing that really um, gets my attention is the person that does their research. So one, you get my name right, my title right, uh, my company name right, what we do right, because let me tell you. Sometimes that's hard for people. Mm-hmm. Um, they get me confused with somebody else. So they call me Anna or Amanda or Amy. It's like, my name's Amy. Um, and they've done their research. They've looked at other partnerships or other programs that we've done and how does it align with whatever business or service or product that they're selling. That will get you at least a decent read. And then we'll go from there.
2: I, I love yeah. How do you get Amy wrong? Like, come on, it's it's three letters. That's that's insane, and you know that's a, such a sneaky little tactic where you're like, hey, it's you know, it's Bill. Give me a call back. You're like, yes. Do I know Bill. Like, is this? That, that that might work on me. Where I'm like, wait, is that like my son's pediatrician? Like, or yeah, I'm like, exactly. what, what's happening?
0: It's uh, crazy.
2: So, Amy, let's get to know you personally. Here, uh, we like to get to know our guests. Yeah, Pittsburgh, right? So, yeah, there's n- I, I've never met a person from Pittsburgh who's just not like a diehard sports fan who's always donning the, you know, the yellow and black. Yeah. And so, talk to us about, you know, what you like to do in your spare time, some of your hobbies on the weekend. What are you doing?
1: Well, I am a proud mother of two kids. So, mm-hmm. I have a six year old daughter, Sloan. And I have a one-year-old son named Hayes. Nice. So a lot of my hobbies, activities, free time is very focused on, on them. And, you know, uh, my husband, Matt, and uh, we do a lot of things as a family. So whether that's, you know, short trips, long trips, um, and spending time outside, especially now in the summertime, it's so nice. Um, go boating and going for long walks and just really get the kids active because we, we like to be active. So, but yes, there are, we've, we've went to several Pittsburgh pirate games already this summer. We'll do some Pittsburgh penguins hockey. And of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers, those the-
2: terrible towels. Oh my God. Yes. Goodness.
1: Yes. It's amazing. Uh, I'll
2: tell you what, I I went to Pittsburgh to see the giants play the Steelers. This was uh maybe six or seven years ago, the Steelers won, but it was around the holiday time. And it was like mm-hmm. uh, this big, like outdoor fair. And it was, you know, prementi brothers, yes. right? we did all that. And the people from Pittsburgh were just so welcoming. You mm-hmm. know, they're still friends that we have that we met out there. And uh, yeah, they're d- diehard about their sports It's great people always love going into uh, Pittsburgh I don't like when we play the Penguins because I'm a Rangers fan but Uh, you know that Crosby kid my goodness you know um but yeah and but that's awesome yeah you know I'm in the same boat we have two two small kids we're always busy bringing the family to New York City especially around the holiday time it's uh it's a fun time
1: I actually just went to um a Penguins game at Madison Square Garden this year for the first time
2: Nice, yeah. We uh, we, we lost,
1: we lost like six nothing. So,
2: <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy, Amy? I think I was at that game.
1: Oh my god! I was at that game. It was in March.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I I I go to about you know six or seven a year. AJ had his first Rangers experience, right? AJ, what was that? That's like, right. You know the I, New York Rangers. I think it was uh, two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Yeah. There's nothing like Madison Square Garden.
0: Actually, I can't remember. Yeah.
2: yeah. MSG there's nothing like it It was such
1: a fun experience just to be able to be there and see you know your your crowd it it was great I'm I'm glad we won even though we lost
2: even though yeah so you had to hear our song when we score a goal uh, six times hey 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 I love it I love it Amy uh, a parting thought any words of wisdom that you'd like to part with our guests any experiences that you want to share the floor is yours as we end the podcast
1: Sure. I think, you know, from a marketing standpoint, what a great career because you can work in any industry. And I think, you know, a lot of times we go to what's safer to industries that we know. For me, coming to 84 Lumber, you know, I didn't know anything about this industry. Um, I really came in with no knowledge. And um, it's been such an amazing experience. And I would say, be curious. Don't let your fear hold you back. If you see a company and it's, you know, something that you're not familiar with, you can learn that your marketing skills can apply to any industry. So don't be afraid. And that's my advice.
2: I love it. I love it. Amy, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. Check out 84 Lumber 84 Lumber. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Amy Smiley, the Vice President of Marketing and PR for 84 Lumber. That's AJ Gupta. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. This has been another episode of the marketing stir. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on coming up to us and telling us how much you love the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you and have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir And thanks for listening.